Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. Tis the season for colds, if you like my new voice. It's also the season for tipping. This show is a lot of work. It's a part-time job for both of us. That's right, 20 hours a week or more. And beyond that work, we need to purchase new equipment in 2020. Equipment that's going to make communicating and taping across an ocean easier. As you know, if you listen all the time, Tiffany is in Rome and I'm in Seattle. That adds a whole extra layer of difficulty to making this show. Then there's hosting fees, editing software, new microphones. It all costs money. You tip your hairdresser, your barista, your server, your cab driver. Don't forget to tip your podcaster. We're working really hard to make something special in the hopes that you help pay for it. Make a one-time donation at thebittersweetlife.net. On your browser view, you will see a yellow donate button. Or become a monthly supporter at patreon.com slash thebittersweetlifepodcast. There are links in the show notes. You tip your bartender. You tip your massage therapist. Don't forget to tip your podcaster. We're here every week, and we count on you to keep this show going. Thanks. Support for The Bittersweet Life comes from Italy Beyond the Obvious. Planning a dream trip to Italy? Don't go without exploring italybeyondtheobvious.com. Welcome to Rome. This is The Bittersweet Life with Katie Sewell and Tiffany Parks. Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. And we are officially... Happy New Year! In a new year! (laughs) Woohoo! A new decade, Katie. Is it a new decade? Everybody's parsing hairs about that. It's a new decade. Why wouldn't it be? Technically, it'd be 2021 would be the new decade. This would be the end of the last decade. But how is that possible? I know people say that, but I don't understand how how that works. If it's 2020, we're in the 20s now. We're in the 20s now. Yeah, I know. I heard it on NPR. That's all I can say. Yeah, I know people say that. They said that back in when there was the new millennium. They're like, well, 2000 is not really the first year. And I was like, you guys are dumb. It's got to (laughs) be. I mean, yes, maybe you have some scientific mathematical reason, but it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, or at least let's just go with it. Just go with it. It's a nice round number. Just Mm -hmm. go with it. Yeah, 2020. How many jokes about 2020 vision do you think we're going to make during this podcast? I hope zero. (laughs) (laughs) You know how I don't appreciate puns. Yeah, you're not a big pun fan. (laughs) So we are here, though, Tiffany in Rome, Katie in Seattle, to reflect on how the last year went, specifically how we did on our New Year's resolutions. Yes. This is the annual New Year's resolution show. So all of you listening, remember now, take a moment to remember what you yourself promised to do last year. Mm -hmm. This is the moment where we all take it into account. Did we accomplish what we said we were going to accomplish? Or do we have to try it again this year? And what are your resolutions going forward for this next year? And maybe even for the whole decade? Hey, let's be ambitious. Oh boy, I have not thought that far ahead. Okay, let's forget decade. that. <laughs> I can barely come up with my resolutions for this year. So let's calm it down. See, I, I always have to narrow them down. I have to be like, okay, Tiffany, don't set yourself 25 resolutions. Yeah. Well, last year you did pare it down a little bit. I did a little bit. Should we jump right in? Let's jump right in. So let's do it. We're going to play back what we promised to do last year. Your first one was taken from my book. For those of you who are new to the show, I always try to do something I can accomplish in a day, while Tiffany does stuff that could take all year long. 
So she took a page from my book, though, this year and decided to do one thing that she could accomplish in a day. Let's take a listen back. Okay. I am going to take it down a little bit this year. Okay. But in addition, I'm also doing a Katie resolution. I'm doing a resolution that I can get done in one day. Ooh, good. And it's definitely something that I'm going to enjoy doing. Mm. And it's going to be pretty easy for me to do. Great. <laughs> and it's something that I've wanted to do for a long time. And I don't know why I haven't done it. And that is, <laughs> I want to go to Trajan's Markets. All right. So now, did you do it? I went to Trajan's Market. Woo-hoo! I did. Yes, it took uh, it took many months. I didn't go until I think we went on August fifteenth, which is a holiday in Rome. But I'd been wanting to do it all year, and I finally was like, "Hey, it's you know, it's a holiday. We want to do something. Let's go to Trajan's Markets." And it was wonderful. I really enjoyed it. Took some great pictures, and Chichek did it done in that episode because I listened to more than I actually pulled to play. You were saying that it was one of those things that had. Obviously, it's an ancient site. It's been there all along. You could have gone at any time in the decade plus that you've been living in Rome. Mm-hmm. Was it worth the wait, would you say? Not that you were waiting for it. You were sort of just not going. But yeah. was it worth the 15-year buildup mm, to seeing what it's actually like inside? I don't know that it's worth a 15-year buildup. Um, but it was definitely worth going to. When I say it's a place I've always wanted to go, it's because there's a street in it that is one of the best preserved ancient Roman streets that's still, you know, you can still walk down in. It's outdoors. It's not like underground. And so it's it's a really great way to sort of imagine you're back in time. Of course, this is also possible to do in other places like Ostia or Pompeii. But in Rome, this is probably one of the best ancient streets. It's called Via Biberatica. So I really wanted to see that. And yeah, it was good. I highly recommend it to people who are here visiting. Yes, but you wouldn't put it in the top 10. No. If you're there and you're only three days. <laughs> no, 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 no. Three days. First of all, don't come to Rome for three days, okay? <laughs> but if you do, no, I wouldn't put it in the top 10. No, but it's definitely in the top, maybe the top 20. Okay. Is that fair? Fair. And how did it feel to accomplish a goal that quickly? Now that you've tried Katie's method of New Year's resolutions. I mean, quickly, it took me until August 15th to do it, though. So it's not like I did it on January 5th. True. But once you did it, it was done. Once I did it, it was done. Yeah, that was nice. But it, but I was kind of past that whole New Year's resolution moment mm-hmm. when the year is fresh and you're full of possibility. It was kind of like, okay, let's, what are we going to do today? Oh, let's go to Trajan's Market. So I knew in my head mentally I was checking off a resolution, but it didn't necessarily feel like it at the time. So next time I do this, I'll try to uh, I'll try to accomplish in January. No, no, it doesn't have to be accomplished in January. Don't change the rules. <laughs> it just has to be accomplished in a day. Sorry. It could be accomplished December okay. 15th, as far as I'm concerned. Now, because I'm thinking ahead to this year, does it have to be something that you've never done? That's the goal, yes. That's the goal. Okay. Although I may modify that and you'll find out why. Okay. <clears throat> All right, let's move on to number two. Here's number two. My second one is I want to be able to fit into and I want to actually put on my wedding dress. Oh, Katie, I am proud to say that I accomplished number two as well. <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm psyched. I, uh, I did manage to lose some weight in 2019. Um, not that I was terribly overweight or anything, but you know, baby weight and all of that. And I managed to do it and I tried on my wedding dress a couple of days before my anniversary in May, and I have a picture to prove it, so I will post that on our social media. That's great. It felt very good. It felt very, very good. 
also having a baby, like your ribs can expand some. It did feel a little bit tight. And I said to my mother-in-law, because it's at her house, when I tried it on, I said, you know, I, I still need to lose a little weight, apparently, because it's a little tight. And she said, I don't think that you have any more weight on you than when you got married. I actually think you're thinner than you were when you got married. It's your rib cage has expanded because you had a baby. Oh, and I think she's right. Rib cage, I've never heard of. I always thought it was your hips that changed. Well, your hips open up, but I think they kind of go back. They, they, they loosen up a lot, but then they kind of go back. But I think your rib cage, if you're narrow to begin with, yeah, they can permanently open up. But yeah, so I'm two for two, Katie. Yeah, two for two. All right. Let's move on to number three. Write every day. <laughs> <laughs> number three, write every day. Write every day. Well, let's let's say write five days a week, okay? Okay. Let's make it a little bit more doable. If I need to take the weekends off, I can. So write five days a week. That's good. Yeah. And, more, and more importantly, come up with a plan, a strategy of how to, to get that writing in. Okay, so that was a that's a resolution that was modified midway through. First, it was right every day. Then it was right five days a week. Yes, <laughs> and try to discover how to keep it sustainable. So, how did it go? I'm going to give myself this one. I, I'm not going to say I got it to the letter. There were definitely weeks when I didn't write five days a week, but I would say that the times that I did were much more, and there were many times where I was writing seven days a week. I'm an all or nothing person. I know that about myself. So I'm either like gorging on chocolate and potato chips like from morning to night or I'm like fasting. Like I, I don't I don't really have a lot of in between. Like I have to swear off sugar and I can do that. I can totally go without sugar or I'm eating sugar all day. I can't just eat a little bit. So it's kind of the same with my writing. When I'm writing, I'm writing a lot and I'm writing every day for you know, sometimes multiple hours a day if I, if I can manage to just physically get that time in. Or I, I'll have like a draught of like a month and I, and I won't go near my writing for a month. And I think that's probably the case for a lot of writers, just because sometimes those pauses are necessary to sort of ruminate and give yourself a little bit of a break, as I'm sure you know. This year, I probably spent more hours writing than any other year of my life. I really felt like I was really consistent this year. What I've discovered, which is not surprising, is that the more that I write, the more it is impossible or at least very difficult for me not to write the next day. If I miss one day, it becomes a little bit easier to not write the day after. Mm -hmm. Although I don't think that every writer has to write every day, as you know, a lot of people say that's like the number one piece of advice, you must write every day. I do think that writing every day is a really great way to just make a habit of it and I found also that if I write first thing in the morning, depending on what I have to do that day, I find that sometimes I don't get anything else done. I would prefer to just keep writing all day. And obviously I can't do that because I have other responsibilities, but it's not something that I feel like is a chore. When I make time for it, it's what I want to do more than almost anything else. So I'm happy about that. Well, and your fourth resolution is a little bit related. Yeah. Let's take a listen. This is not a technically a resolution. I mean, I didn't write it down, but I need to finish the book that I'm writing. So I finished my book. <laughs> I finished, well, I finished, I finished the first draft on November 8th. And then I did a revision and I had done a lot of revising during the writing process, which I, I don't usually do revisions when I'm doing a first draft, but 
this book was just totally different, a different process for me. A lot of research was involved and it's just a, a more complicated project than I've ever had to do before. And so I did do some revision during the process. I finally like got to the end on November 8th and then I did a kind of a quick revision and I finished that on Christmas Eve, actually. Officially on my desk. Yeah, I think you are the first person to get the full thing. Very nice. The very first person. Well, I'll get to it. So this is the sound of me. I'm just going to say this is the sound of me giving myself a pat on the back because I did all four of my resolutions, Katie. I mean, that this this could be the very first year in the nearly six-year run of this show that you've accomplished every single one of your goals. Yeah, and I think... Is that true? I mean, I'm sure it's true, but I think it's a big part of it is the fact that I only made four resolutions. Yeah, only four. Instead of my <laughs> usual, like, eight. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, for me... For me, that's not very many. So I'm proud of myself this year, actually. You should be. <laughs> and, and its they're all very big accomplishments. Thank you. Well, I don't know if going to Trajan's Market is such a huge accomplishment, but okay. Well, hey, don't downplay my resolution uh, style. Okay, yeah. sorry. This is, a, this is a resolution types for all people. Some of you want to quit smoking every January 1st, and some of you want to just get something done in a day. Yeah. All right, so... Do you want to tell us your new resolutions or do we want to reflect on mine first? Let's talk about yours first, your last year's resolutions. All right. So here is my first resolution. This year, my first resolution is that I have to drink a drink that was previously on fire. So Katie, did you do it? Did you drink a flaming beverage? I did. I did do it. I have pictures. So you can post them on social media along with your wedding dress pictures. I drank a drink called We Don't Ride with Vampires. Basically, it was a very fancy, very delicious cocktail that was uh, tequila and rum-based. But they put the rum inside a hollowed-out lime, and they set the lime on fire, like the the rum inside the lime on fire. And then they brought the drink with the burning lime sitting on top of it the lime's not on fire but you know the rum inside the lime is on fire right you take the lime and you dump the flaming rum into the rest of the drink mix it up and that gives it its burned flavor (laughs) i guess i see now let me ask you a question as someone who's never drunk a drink that has been on fire is it warm no well this one wasn't however i am going to say that while i did accomplish this resolution it wasn't exactly what i was hoping for and so i almost feel like i need to repeat it in the coming year because what i was hoping for was like a drink you know like a tiki drink like it's on fire not just like a a little piece of it inside of a lime is on fire but no like the entire drink is on fire and that's the drama that i wanted out of this resolution so i'm thinking about keeping it on the list and saying like it was half done okay what do you think about that um i mean i think technically I mean, was the lime sitting on top of the drink itself while it was on fire? Yes. I think that means the drink was on fire. It was on fire. But what's the goal? But, but <laughs> you can... What is the goal? It's the real question. The goal is... <laughs> the goal is you wanted to drink a drink that had been on fire. You did that. Now, if you want to explore it more and go deeper... You can totally do that on your own time. Yeah. I think it just didn't have the (laughs) drama and the gravitas that I was thinking it was going to have. It was still fun. Don't get me wrong. And it was a very delicious drink. (laughs) (laughs) However, maybe in the new year, it would be worth trying again. Sort of along the same lines as, you know, for everybody who tried to quit smoking on January 1st and it didn't work. 
you can try it again in the next year. Try it again. Sure, why not? Maybe it'll hold. Good. Yes. So I'm going to give a 50-50. I'll take your full accomplishment on that. <laughs> but I, I still might be keeping my eyes open for a, a tiki bar with like a real bowl. Like a little bit more drama. All right. All right. So here is resolution number two. My second one, and this one's a little bit more complicated because how am I going to do this, but still accomplished in a day, is I would like to learn how to play craps. Oh. I don't even really care to become a player of craps. I just want to understand what the heck is going on <laughs> when I look at it. That's it. But I have to be, I have to understand it enough to be able to confidently make a bet. That is my goal. Oh, cannot wait to hear if you learned how to play craps. I did. Oh. I did learn to play craps well enough to know what I was betting on. The thing that made this story the best, though, was I was in a casino and I had learned how to play craps. And let me tell you, when you don't know how to play craps and it's kind of a middle of a lazy afternoon, everybody is totally willing to explain the game of craps to you. Oh, nice. <laughs> no, uh what, but I had like the, 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 I don't know what they're called. They're not dealers, but whatever they're called when they're running a craps table. Yeah. Uh, they're explaining it. There's guys standing at the table playing that are explaining it. So a lot of different people willing to give the whole lesson. The best thing about it is I did not win at the craps table, but I did win at the craps table. And this is how. I lost all the money that I was playing with. Okay. Definitely. For sure. <laughs> Over time, but I lost it all. However, while I was in the casino, they did a drawing that was like a random pull of a number that indicated people standing at different tables around the casino. Okay. And they drew my number. And so they came over to me while I'm playing crafts at the craft table and they say, lucky you, you get to draw an amount of money out of this bag and we'll give it to you. Ooh. And so I reached my hand in this bag, drew it out. It was $250. So I won $250 at the crafts table, but I didn't win it playing crafts. Was it a bag full of money or a bag full of like cards with like printed amounts? Yeah. Well, good for you. I won $250 playing crafts, but not playing craps got it <laughs> that makes sense. well that's very good very which is good. super exciting with the exception of after i drew that amount and i'm like all oh, right 250 bucks and i said what were the other amounts in there and she said 500 and 700 and then i was like oh <laughs> it's like immediate loss <laughs> that's how they get you that's how they get you i do also how they get you if you'd been a different type of person, you could have been like, oh, I just, you know, I just went 250 bucks. Let's put some more money down on these craps. Yeah, I know. And I'm so not that kind of person. Yeah, that's good. I went and cashed out. Well, that is good. <laughs> we both did pretty well, Katie. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. I think we can be proud. I feel super accomplished. Yeah. On the <laughs> craps and a burning cocktail. She's a classy lady. All right, so moving into what does 2020 hold for us? Yeah, well, I think that we should... Let the success under our wings carry us into the next year. Mm -hmm. Let the momentum keep us going so that we accomplish our 2020 goals as well. Do you want to start? Or we can do like a back and forth? Well, I'm sticking with my has to be done in a day thing. Okay. Because that's my thing. I had a really hard time coming up with ideas this year. <laughs> I, I am going to keep the drink on fire on the list to try to find a better drink on fire. Okay. I don't think it will ever live up to what I had in my mind, but we'll see. We'll find out. That's sort of a non-resolution resolution. Okay. The one that I think will be the most fun <laughs> and 
could be actually very fun to listen to uh, for the people listening to this show is I think I'm going to go try skeet shooting this year. I don't even know what that is. (laughs) What's skeet shooting? Okay. They fire a disc into the air and then people shoot at it with rifles. Okay. It's that. (laughs) It's that. Okay. Yeah. It's like an old sport. You know, you might do it in the back in the day in old merry old England where somebody throws a pheasant up there and then you shoot that. Yeah. It's usually a bird. I'm not going to be killing any birds. Right. Yeah. But now it's kind of often like these, you know, breakable discs that they shoot up into the air. Yeah. There was a video game of this when I was a little kid. Well, Duck Hunt. Yeah. That's it. It was Duck Hunt. It had a skeet shooting level. You're right. It did. Yeah. You could do it. If you didn't want the duck, you could do the the disc. And that's what we would do because we didn't want to kill any ducks. Yeah. So there are a couple of reasons for this. One, I just thought from an auditory standpoint, it would be super fun if I recorded part of it while I was doing it. (laughs) Um, Back when I worked regularly for NPR... We were planning a show about guns, and it wasn't just about weapons that people use to kill each other in the United States, but it was going to be about guns in all forms, like gun collectors, guns at um, amusement parks, BB guns, any kind of fireable thing. We were going to talk to the police. We went to the, the gun library at this outdoor shop. We did all sorts of stuff to prepare for this episode, but we never actually did it. And it was going to start with us firing off all sorts of different kinds of weapons, just for fun, like for an audio uh, postcard type of thing. Everything from like little tin pan cork shooting guns to a real handgun with the police or something. So we never actually did it. But I also have a weird background. Like I'm not a gun lover. I don't go hunting, but I'm also from the Midwest. And when I was a child in the Midwest, learning how to shoot a gun was part of gym class. Really? So... When I was a fourth grader, that's when I was deemed old enough to first shoot a weapon inside the gym. And they gave us little BB guns and they put up little paper targets. Mm-hmm. And you lay on your stomach and you fire these BB guns at the paper targets. I loved every second of it. Did you? Now, I also had a grandfather who liked to go shooting from time to time. And he would take us out into the farm and he would set up bottles on top of the fence rails. And I was thinking, boy, it's been a really long time. And it would be interesting to do it as an adult, (laughs) you know? I recently met a guy that was from, I was from Minnesota. He was from Michigan. And he was the only other person I've met in my entire life who also had to learn to fire a weapon in gym class and as an elementary school student. (laughs) And I just thought, isn't that weird? One, I bet they don't do that anymore. Maybe they do, but I doubt it. it. And secondly... I've never met anybody else who who had that same experience. I, I've met a lot of people that know how to fire a gun, but yeah. I have never had anybody else that learned it in elementary school. So <clears throat> I've also heard it's also a little scary to do it because one, I'm going to be terrible at it. And then secondly, <laughs> I'm a very small person and skeet shooting is done with a rifle. So if you can imagine a person who's my height, like five feet tall, almost five one, but... <laughs> You know, the doctor doesn't count it, um, <laughs> unfortunately. You know, relatively small in stature, uh, both height and weight-wise, firing off a rifle, there is the potential that this will just shoot me to the ground from the ricochet from this gun. Right. So we are going to find out. So it's got that element of danger in it Wow. also. Careful. I could end up having an entirely bruised shoulder. I could go deaf. What? We'll find out what happens, but we're going to give it a try. That's kind of like very risky. <laughs> Be careful. Uh, Be careful out there. I'm going to give it a try. 
I love your resolutions. I love them because they're all they're they're always so imaginative and so random. I want to learn how to play craps. Like it's so com- completely random. I don't even know how it came into your head. I've been thinking kind of all day about doing a Katie style resolution and like nothing is coming to me. And every time something comes to me, I'm like, yeah, but I probably won't get around to doing it. <laughs> but you actually do it. <laughs> all right. Well, what do you have on your list? Well, how many do you have on your list? Okay. Well, I have six that are kind of the things that you kind of got to do all year. But let's I'm just going to cut it down to 5 because one is one is kind of boring. I feel like you had success with 4. Maybe we should take a lesson from that. Well, I'll just read the first 4 then. Okay. But then in addition to those, I do have a goal, which is different from a resolution, I think, because I think you have less control over it. There's more outside factors, at least in this particular goal, there are more outside factors. So um, I'm not going to really count it as a resolution, but I will mention it. But okay, I have four resolutions and some of them are really enjoyable. Actually, all of them are really enjoyable. So I should be able to do this. Okay. Number one, I want to socialize more. Ooh. And specifically, yes, I want to go out, not just with my husband, you know, with girlfriends or with my husband and other friends once a month. Okay. And that might not sound like a lot (laughs) to those of you listening, but having a young child and having a very, very busy work life, I have really been neglecting my social life. I want to change that. I really, I love being with friends. I love being out with people and I need more of that in my life. And I think that's an important part of life. So love it. Once a month, a social event. That's just 12 social events in the next year. 12. Yeah, right. 12, that's not bad. Number two. Number two, I want to meditate daily. Or, you know, obviously I say daily, I don't mean it has to be 365 days or 366 this year. Obviously there are going to be times when you don't fit it in. But more often than not, nine times out of 10, I want to meditate for 15 minutes, ideally in the morning. I did this for a while in 2019, I had some really good experiences with it. And I did it for a couple of months. And I felt great. I had every time I did it, I had a really great day that day. It's one of the most positive things you can do for yourself. And so many people, including myself, you know, I, you, you don't do it because it's not tangible, like the results are not tangible. It's not like, oh, I'm writing every day, I can see I've written 400 words today. Great. It's like, you don't know what you're getting out of it until later. So it's easy not to do, but I really want to make time for it because I think it's one of the keys to happiness. Okay. Okay. Number three, this is also really enjoyable and should be easy. I want to listen to more music. Hey, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. I love music. I have a degree in music and I've kind of gotten into the rut of not listening to it. I just don't think to put it on. Now having everything digitalized, it seems like it should be easier but for some reason, it's harder. And I find myself, if I want to hear a song, like just going on to YouTube. And I don't want to rely on YouTube. I want to go through my music library, which is pretty decent. And I want to put everything on either my phone or on an iPod. I still use an iPod. I know. I'm very old-fashioned. But just so that I could have it at all times, and particularly in the car. Because I've gotten into the habit of listening to political podcasts in the car It doesn't make me happy. It makes me very unhappy. Not just my commute, also at home. I have these three wireless stereos in my house and I just want to use them more often and have music on and, you know, it's nice to be in a home that's full of music. Yeah, I think that's a great goal. Thank you. And 
my last one, I want to read every day. I made I made a resolution in 2014 to read 50 books in a year. I did that like Goodreads challenge and I did it. There's no way I can do 50 books this year. So I thought, okay, I'll do half that. And I even cut a few off of that. And I'd like to read 20 books this year, which is less than a book every two weeks. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And I think for me, so much about reading is just like actually having a book that I love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If I have a book that I really, really am enjoying, I can't put it down. I just have to make sure that I have enough books around when I finish one that I have some something else to pick up. I love it. Uh, yeah, there's really nothing worse than those periods where you're just sort of casting about for a book to read. Usually I have something going. Like right now I'm actually reading, counting your book, three books. <clears throat> Before that, I felt like I had a whole month where I was trying stuff and putting it down and just being like, oh, I can't, you know, and then of course I read the newspaper more and, yeah. you know, because you're just trying to fill in the gap of time. Yeah. Or if you're me, you use your phone more. Exactly. I feel exactly as you did recently. And I, I'm one of those people that I can't put a book down if I don't like it. Like I can't just be like, this book isn't for me. I'm not going to finish it. I'm a masochist. I force myself to read it, but then I, I don't want to read it. And so I was reading a book. I won't say who it is, the book, because it's a rather new book and I don't want to, you know, do negative advertising. But I was reading this book recently and I really couldn't wait for this book to come out. And I was so excited to read it. And I bought like the hardcover and I was so not good. And I just slogging through it. I could barely read a page a day. Mm. And now I'm reading something absolutely wonderful. Uh, which is The Rules of Civility by uh, Amor Tolls, who wrote a, a Gentleman in Moscow, which I also loved. And now I'm like sitting at the kitchen, like stirring Aurelio's dinner, like with a book in my hand. <laughs> That's what it is. It's not that, it, you know, it's not that I can't find time to read it. It's that it has to be something really compelling. Maybe you should make a resolution not to finish those books that you hate. Mm. Yeah. We had a guest on the show, on this show, if you want to go back and listen to the woman who's like the guru of all book recommendations, her name is Nancy Pearl. She's been on this program. She's super well known in the NPR crowd. She can talk about books in a way that will make you so excited to read that you cannot stand it. But Nancy Pearl has a very strong opinion about life being short and you should never read a book uh, I forget what her equation is. Maybe she tells us in that episode. But you should never slog through a book that you don't like because there's so much out there to read that you're never going to get through it all. That's true. And her just basic blanket recommendation is read 50 pages. And if you can't, in after those 50 pages, you're not sold, you're not invested, get out. Yeah. Move on. It's good, it's and, good advice. And I think that that number actually shortens based on your age. So like the <laughs> older you get, the less you read yeah. uh, to get locked in because you're running out of time. <laughs> yeah. Good Lord. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, think about that. Like if you only get to read 20 books this year, don't waste one of those on a book that you don't like because mm -hmm. you're just going to forget it anyway. I, I'm past the pride of getting through it. I used to be the same way and now I just just say it's not for me and sometimes I I can tell it is for me it's just not for me right now mm. I also have that where it's just like I can't get through it right now like a gentleman in Moscow great book when I first started reading that it was too languid mm. for the way that my mind was working at the time it, it has kind of this slow reverie like slow unfolding and I just couldn't focus on it when I first started reading that book but it was a good book so Right. Sometimes it's just the wrong time. Good point. <clears throat> okay. So you said to end, you have a goal. 
it's a big one and it's kind of out of my hands i have a goal as well so we'll both have goals this year okay uh, my goal is i would like to get a book deal for my new book mm. i'm really in a very privileged position that i have an agent and who is who is amazing I don't have to go through that unless he reads it and is like, this is crap. I'm firing myself from you. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. I don't longer represent you. Uh, let's hope that doesn't happen. He, I know him. He will work with me on it. Uh, he, this book is a lot less polished than my first book was when he read it. So, you know, we might have to work a lot on it. But if between us and my faithful beta readers, I can get it in good shape, the shape that it needs to be in for him to start shopping it around, my hope is that he'll sell it by the end of the year. That might be wishful thinking that I have time to do all those edits for, and then him have time to sell it. But at least that's the goal. And we'll see if it, we'll see if it happens. It's a good goal. I like it. Yeah. And I think you're in, within striking distance of it. So I don't feel like that's impossible. It, it, it's not impossible. It could happen. So, so I'm going to do what I can do to make it happen. And then, of course, the fates have to decide the rest. Right. As is so true with art. <laughs> so my goal is maybe more in my control, although it does have a lot to do with my financial stability. I would like to take the Empire Builder, which is a train line, oh. from Seattle to Chicago this year. <sighs> it's random, but I'm thinking about tying it to an exhibit that they're doing in Chicago uh, Frida Kahlo. Hmm. <laughs> They're doing a, an exhibition of a whole bunch of her works through the whole summer, June to August. So it gives me a good window. It gives me a good goal time to make it there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've seen her work in person before. It's amazing in person. So it's not like if that timing doesn't work out, there's still no reason to do it. It's more just a why not make a, a goal. I'll go there to see this exhibit. You know, it's, it's random. It's sort of like skeet shooting in a way. <laughs> but I would like to be on that train. It's about a 42-hour trip. I've been to Chicago, but I want to do it in a way I've never done it before. I want to go alone. Yeah. Oh, you want to go alone. That's cool. And is, would you have a, a sleeping car? I think I would get the smallest one possible. Yes. The one without the shower, mm -hmm. but with where your bed can turn into a desk. Right. So I could work at the same time. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. Well, good luck to both of us thank you yeah and i think that we have a very good chance of getting our goals done this year i wish us both great success and everyone listening may we all have great success in 2020 and beyond i guess we'll leave it there and until next time feel free to share your resolutions with us on social media yes. by searching for the bittersweet life podcast or by emailing us at the bittersweet life at mail.com and until next time happy new year happy new year we made it this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. Join us again. Bye. And a quick reminder, don't forget to tip your podcaster. In 2020, we need to purchase new equipment to keep this show going. Software that will make communicating and recording between Italy and the United States easier. This show continues only with the support of the listeners who love it. There are links to our Patreon page in the show notes, or visit thebittersweetlife.net and donate through PayPal. Thank you for your support for helping keep this show going. Don't forget to tip your podcaster. And happy holidays.